Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. Welcome back to the run dot down over here on the Strickland YouTube channel, as well as the Strickland Podcast Network. If you are listening afterwards, the day after, Knicks pull off a victory that some may have thought would not happen, but it happened. Um, they, they win 106 to 103 in Denver for the first time since 2006. So the streak is over, finally. Um, and we have a lot of positive. Sam, were you even alive in 2006? I was alive. I was probably the age <laughs> of like seven years old, probably. But yeah, I was alive. Did I'm you not know, like the Knicks were a basketball team. Were you, like aware that they were like a basketball? Definitely franchise? was aware that they were a basketball team. <laughs> but yeah, I was alive. I'm not that young. I am young, but not that young. But with me today, I got um Schwinny Poo and Jeff, aka Frank Barrett, one one nine. We got um, Jeff we with have... the fresh haircut. We got Jeff with the yes. fresh haircut. We got to point that out. Hell yeah. I saw somebody on, I watched y'all stream last night, and somebody commenting said something insane, like how sexy the three of you looked, and that you all were like fuckable yes. or something. And I was like, man, I, I got to be up for the challenge. Yeah. Well, you got the chain going too. You got you got a lot, a lot of swag. Yeah. Happening. Thanks, man. Somebody, somebody wants <laughs> Somebody once said in the comment section that I look like a soprano, so I'm just trying to live well, up look, to the, the name. The important thing is, I guess, that you know, I I would fuck you, Jeff. You know, that's <laughs> right back thing. at you, Schwinn. You you didn't, even point out, <laughs> you didn't you didn't even point out the best part of my swag, the Strickland apparel. Oh, it's true. It's true. Oh, I couldn't see it. it was it was hanging. <laughs> Shout out the Strickland yeah. merch. Check out the link in the description for that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, where do we start with tonight's game? I mean, a lot of positive. We got to Julius Randle. We have to. We got to be fair. We got to be arbiters of justice. <laughs> we got to be arbiters of the truth. He was great tonight. He was real. He was actually great tonight. This was not like a empty stats thing, right? Like he was actually awesome tonight. I thought, especially like I, I even like the bad shots he took. I was like, I could understand why he took those shots. They weren't like the shots of like why did you just take nuke this possession and take a step back jumper? He was great tonight. I like genuinely, you just got to say he was great tonight. He competed his defensive effort in the fourth quarter in the fourth quarter. Like it's not a stretch to say his defensive effort was the key in turning the game. It's not, um, he was great tonight. If we're going to shit it on him when he's bad, we got to be honest about when he's great and when he's good. And he was really, really good tonight. And he deserves a lot of credit. He deserves all the credit that he's probably going to get from the MSG studio for the first time. Uh, but you know, he was he was really really good tonight, and that's all I can say. Like that's all that's all you can say. And, and you know what? I want I want people to know this. He was really really good tonight, and I'm happy about that. You want to know why? Because now maybe Teams there's a GM calling. out there. Maybe there's a GM <laughs> out there that's like, oh wow, we I can unlock him. I can unlock him. We can unlock him. That's what we're hoping for. But either way, regardless of my, there we go. You know, there we go. Regardless that's, of my that, emperor, Swisher and I are on the same, you know, same way, same way yeah, well, wavelength right look, there. Really, regardless, regardless of our emperor Palpatine like intentions, um, <laughs> he played great tonight, and he deserves credit for it. And if we're gonna be fair, we're gonna be assholes, to people. We got to be right to them when they're good. And he was really, really good tonight. So he deserves all the credit. And um, 
That's it. That's all I gotta say. He was he was he was unobjectively great tonight. Were there things he fucked up? Yes. There are things that fuck up that people fuck up every night. But he was great tonight. He deserves all the credit. Definitely. Yeah, I think you nailed it when you talked about that it wasn't just like the box score. Like all the box score watchers who are always like, Oh, he, he had 2010-5. How could he have been that bad? Like it wasn't just that he scored a couple extra points. It was the way he went about the entire game. I think no play summed up the game more than when the Knicks came out of the timeout in a tie game late in the game. Randall was cooking. Randall was carrying the team. And Tibbs called it a clear out for Brunson. And Brunson missed short. And Randall was so locked in, so into the game, so into doing what he had to do to win the game that he got that rebound and drew the foul. And to me, that was the most important play of the game. It gave the Knicks the lead. They didn't look back. And it's something that we've been asking for for this entire season, at least for a long time. Um, Do things that help your team win that aren't all about you. And he was unbelievable tonight in that capacity. Very little of this game was about Randall. He, he made it like about him in terms of how good he was, but I'm just saying it wasn't like the game plan was let's get Randall going. It was Randall cooking and being great just within the team structure. And it's not surprising to me that, you know, his slowest quarter per se was in the third quarter when things were sort of routine and his best quarter came when he was playing next to Obi. I, I, I'm just going to say like play like me and Sam have been saying this. No, for no, 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 no. Like Jeff, 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 actually I gotta, I gotta say this. I gotta give you props and I'm going to, I'm going to, that's your proverbial, your proverbial D a little bit here. Uh, you mentioned this on a post game pod, I think like a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, but you were like, I don't care what OB gives up on the offensive. I, I don't care what he gives up on the defensive glass because it doesn't matter because he's so good. Like he's going to make it up in some other way. He's going to make it up in some other way. Directly, indirectly, it doesn't matter. This is the second time we've seen this in games, in situations where we are coming back against teams that don't have a good five on the floor, where when you go small, you can take advantage of them. And Tibbs did it again for the second time, and he took advantage of them, and he won. I'll give him some credit for it. I don't know how much credit I'm going to give him for it because I don't know if he does this with if, with, if Mitch is healthy. But at the end of the day, he did do it. And to your point, like, we see, like, like Julius, whatever my issues with him are, there is a world where, like, him at the five and Obi at the four and, like, us playing this weird thing where, like, maybe they both get, like, 25, 30 minutes a night is possible. But, like, it's only possible if you lean into it. And tonight's not a signal that they're going to lean into it permanently, but it is a signal that if they lean into it, there is some promise there. And I think that's like what you've been talking about the entire time is that like, like just find ways to get Obi on the floor because he is really good and he will just find a way in enough minutes. If you play him in enough minutes, he's going to find a way to be a positive impact. And I like, like you, like you've been saying that forever. Yeah. me, uh, Yeah, for sure. Um, and like these minutes are good for him too. Like he missed his one shot terribly. He missed that. And he like he's never has he ever shot a clutch three in his life in the NBA? 
Like, I can't think of a moment when he would have, no, to be honest. Not. Like, probably not. So Ooh. get get him used to these moments. Get him or those nerves. Uh, Obi. Obi. He's talking about he was Obi. talking about Obi. Oh yeah, Obi. Yeah, he has no experience shooting those type of shots. Right, and his one shot was wide open, and he missed it like three feet left. And it's like, yeah, and, and even Breen said it. Even Breen, Breen even said on the broadcast, he was like, "It looks like he rushed it." Like, like yeah, it's like he was so open, but it was because it was to your point. It was like a clutch moment. He definitely was like, "Oh my god, I have to get this up right the second. Like, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know if you guys saw the tweet. Somebody on the Denver Nuggets broadcast when Obi made his first three said. That's the one guy you can't leave open. So, like, if that's the rep he has around the league already, putting him next to Randall, how do you think Randall was had so much space to operate with in that fourth quarter? It people like don't like they like, yeah, they still respect quickly and Brunson's Brunson. But and Cam, they, they're not gonna like just leave him alone. There's no one in the paint. Like, and that's we all want Randall going to the basket. Quintessential spacing right there. This is like, and it, it, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that it's, Tibbs it's, actually it's, closed with his five best players. It was, well, it was well, probably, a, excuse me. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, finish, finish, finish. Oh, I was just saying, I can't think of a coaching performance by Tibbs that I liked more than his game. To, like the only thing, the only complaint I could possibly have, aside from just like normal stuff. Oh, like I, I office, got some complaints. I got, I got complaints. Well, mine, mine I have no idea what RJ Barrett played. Yeah, half the minutes he tonight. Yeah, I think that's all of our main like yeah. complaint right there. Like that was just inexcusable. But well, but just, I don't know. Like I don't. I, it's one of those things where it's like, look, I get that maybe he was medically cleared and he's probably telling Tibbs like, "I'm good to go. I'm great. I feel fucking ready." But I'll tell you something. Within like three minutes of that game, I'm pretty sure I tweeted in within like three minutes of the game. I was like, "Yeah, I don't think he's got it." Like. He's got absolutely no juice. He's sit- when he was sitting there in an ISO with Jeff Green. Jeff Green made like a jab step, <laughs> which which by the way RJ didn't actually react to. He didn't like like if he didn't react to the jab step, I might understand. But like Jeff Green still blew by him. Yeah, yeah. He like just <laughs> did a jab step, and and RJ was like cool, and then he still blew by him, and RJ was like, oh shit, I my body like wants to move so bad, but I can't. <laughs> I was like, dude, he's got no juice. Uh, and that's not an excuse. Look, at the end of the day, he was on the floor. You got to be on the floor. He's got to be better than that. He's got to be way better than whatever the fuck that was. Uh, he was what? Oh, nine from three. He hasn't made a Terrible. three now, like two games. He is shooting something like 25%, 24%, 20, whatever the fuck percent he is shooting for three. It's sub he's got to be way better than that. Yeah. He has got to be way better than that. But I also think like Tibbs, not even just Tibbs, you know, like I, I think it's wrong to just put that on Tibbs, but this is this is a situation where like, the organization needs to protect him. Like he clearly should not have been playing in this game. It was so obvious he had no juice. Just don't play him. Uh, but I don't want to harp on that too much because I feel like it takes yeah. away. But Schwinn, I'm uh, Schwinn, Schwinn, I'm sorry. I, I just have to jump in here because this is what I was saying yeah. this to Sam before he got on. Don't you think that Tibbs is kind of damned if he does, damned if he doesn't here? Because he got crap for not for 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 sitting RJ when he was sick. Why can't you just? Is it is it wrong to just be like? I don't think anybody have a problem with him just saying like, yeah, you know, he's a little bit under the weather, so we just wanted to protect him. But they, but I'm saying he did that when RJ played 19 minutes against the Thunder and he got shit for it. No, but I don't think anyone knew he was, he was sick under the weather. Yeah, I don't he think anyone said, knew like, he was he, sick. He made against, some bullshit. Um, okay, like, he didn't even say anything about that. He was just like. I don't even know if he answered it. 
I think yeah, he was, I think he just he, just, he like, just he said we wanted to get a different look with like Fournier out there because like, yeah, yeah, I, like, I guess what I, I guess that what group I'm just had, trying... yo he he specifically said the group had a little spirit going. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what he said. said. Yeah, that, that was, was his bad. logic. Like like he could just say, "Hey, RJ's under the weather." Yeah, he wasn't feeling it. We just we and we I just wanted to try something else. That's it. It's always got to say. I guess all. I guess all. I guess my main point is. We I do agree always... with you. I agree with you. I agree with your point. Like he is damned if he does, and he's damned if he doesn't to a certain extent. But in this case, like tonight, tonight, just as an example, the whole fan tonight, base was calling. Was, for him was to there be any person, especially after the like the after the first two minutes of the third of the third quarter, if you had pulled RJ, would you have been pissed? No, no, I I would have been fine with it. I was yeah, calling for RJ to bench since the first quarter. No, I, I agree with you. I, I said, so I, said I don't, my I don't complain think this, with RJ. This, this, this to me is. I'm just saying, I don't think it's me, a huge complaint. It's it's a complaint in the sense of like to me, it's just another point in favor of a guy who I think he takes way too much. I feel like he puts way too much weight into the words of his players. So like if Randall tells him for an entire year, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm great, I'm great, play me 35 minutes a night there, he's going to do it. If you trust these guys, he's just going to do it. Like to me, this is a night where you as a coach have to protect a player from himself. Pop wouldn't have played him that many minutes. There's no shot. There's no shot. Pop doesn't play him that many minutes. And obviously I'm not expecting Tibbs to be Pop. But the point is, like, like as a coach, you have to know when to protect players at a certain point. He didn't do it tonight. Um, but, I, like, you're right. Let's not harp on this. Let's not make this a Tibbs decision fucking thing. It's not. There's actually a lot of fun things about this game. Um, Definitely. I thought I, I, I guess, again, I guess, like, I guess I'm, a little bi- I, I'm a little biased here because, like, in early in the third quarter when it seemed like it was starting to, like, you know, when, when they went on that 9-0 run under a minute, I tweeted something like, it's very clear that quickly Cam, Brunson, Randall, and Obi have been their five best players. You have to close yeah. with them. And I tweeted that fully yeah. expecting him to not do it. <laughs> and no, no, you're, you're right. He, like, yeah, he, you know, he, and, and you're right. He deserves, he deserves all the credit. He deserves plenty of credit for that. I would say if he deserves, like, the annoyance I have is mostly that he didn't try it sooner, turn to that earlier. Like, Cam didn't play that many. Like he could have done that sooner in the in the third quarter, uh, and staggered a little bit, brought Rose in, whatever. I don't. Again, I don't want to like shit on Tibbs here because I I agree with you. Like he found the right five to close the game with. He picked it, and they won the game for him. Uh, and and also he brought Sims back in at the right time. He yeah. he brought Sims back in at the perfect time in the right position. And Sims was great on that possession, by the way. Um, so great. But like, yeah, but like, I, I think, I think quickly was awesome in this game defensively. This is like the third or fourth game in a row where he's just been an absolute stud on defense. And, um, you know, Obi, like, did he have the greatest offensive game in the world? No, but, the, but he but still did that's some actually, things that were good. Yeah, and actually, like it, it's even more encouraging to me that like he didn't have such an amazing individual offensive game, but he was still part of units that ultimately won were largely like, positive. Yeah, dude, like he he is not just a guy that only gives you value anymore when he scores. Like, like 
IQ has been a guy that gives you like the the greatest thing about IQ to me is you can ask him to do multiple things, and he and he can do all those things and he can help you win games. Jack of all trades, Swiss Army knife. Yeah, I, I have never known that or necessarily believe that to be the case with Obi, and I don't still think that's the case with Obi. But like to see a game like this where he was not amazing offensively, but he was still critical to team to to units and lineups that it helps you win the game. That is a very, very positive sign. And by the way, quickly is really good offensively too. He had six assists and one turnover. And his one turnover was that stupid 24 second shot clock violation where he, he thought the like the regular clock was the clock. Like clearly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he yeah, was, yeah. Dic- he was dicing that def- he, he called for that con char switch like four times and he said something nice up every time. He was he. I thought he was really good on offense. He, one of his better offensive games. He's absolutely the best. I tweeted out. He's absolutely the best lob passer on the team by yeah. far. Like it's like not even a comparison with anyone else. Like the way and, he's just and, able to set up guys. Yeah, like the one to and, Sims tonight was. And and if so, we're gonna do the if we're gonna do the Tibbs credit thing, I think Tibbs deserves a little bit of credit. Um. For sticking with Rose, who was not cooked. He was not cooked tonight. He yeah, he played a good game. He played all right. He made some shots. But but the thing with Rose, ultimately, at this point, is like, he's just got to make shots. If he doesn't make shots, then he has no value. But he made shots tonight. So um, I would still prefer to see Grimes over him if Grimes is healthy. But I, look, until the Knicks beat grows a pair and asks him an actual genuine straight-up question of, like, is Grimes healthy? Can he play? We won't know, but they won't well, do that. I mean, they're. They I, mean, I know they they're really tough. They no, they're they're really tough though, and 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 nobody wants to handle them, and you know that's why they didn't have introductory press conferences for Jalen Brunson <laughs> and RJ And oh, uh, and 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 by the by the by the way, Schwinn, something you've been talking about for dealing with for I don't know a season and a half now, which was proven again tonight. Everyone, because you're like the most followed of anyone and you're fucking like, sometimes I get bored and I'm like, hmm, I wonder what the comment sections of a Schwinn tweet look like. And they're always just <laughs> hell. They're always just utter hell. And the one thing you deal with more than anything is when you talk about like, oh, the Knicks are really good with Quickly and Obi on the court. Maybe we should do that more. Everyone always says, oh, but they're only playing bench players. And that's the only reason why. Well, here we go. We I get another hate- game. That like, logic. Well, look, look, look. They only they only played bench players tonight. Zeke Naji was on the floor, so you know they only <laughs> play bench players. That's it. That's all you can say. They, right? And again, like that logic they, is so flawed and stupid. I hate it. They played against the Stars tonight, and what a shocker! It didn't just fall off the map, you know. Like it didn't. It just. I mean, there were so many instances last year of them playing against other teams' starters and like kicking their ass. Like the Bucks game early last season when they made that comeback or they almost made that comeback, yeah, it was legit yeah. OB and IQ with Derrick Rose and Alec Burks and Taj Gibson versus Giannis and Drew Holiday and Middleton out there on the court. Like, what are we doing? Like, ugh, this fan base. But um, before we get into comments that probably address more of the topics that we do want to discuss, everyone's favorite part of these shows that everyone cannot skip right now, um nba fans the wait is over basketball is back so tip off the season with DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba new customers can make any five dollar nba money line bet and get two hundred dollars in free bets if your team wins check this out 
In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Looking at some matchups for tomorrow or today, depending on when you're listening to it, um, we got just a whole bunch of late games all at around like 10 and 10.30. That's weird. Who scheduled this NBA schedule? Um, Portland Trailblazers facing the Nets. Ooh, Nets are on a West Coast swing. They just got smacked by the Kings the other day by a million points. It's fine. I would... They have an anti-semi coming back, so they're good. <laughs> um, I would take the Blade. I would take. I wouldn't take any Blazers plays overs, just in case. Like this is like another blowout, but I would just take Blazers money line. Simple as that. Um, download this DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any five dollar bet this week and get two hundred dollars in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with. Promo am I, am code. I allowed to make a betting recommendation? Um, sure. Portland is eleven and three against the spread. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Okay, so take the spread. And Brooklyn is six. They're they're a very nice six and nine against the spread. So all right, yeah. So all right, there you go. There's that all the advice that you need. Um, the line is like shockingly low. It's one and a half right now. It's it's wild. because it's because it's a star value. It's, the NBA runs on star value and Katie yeah. versus Dame. Like the Knicks, the Knicks got the Knicks were getting three tonight. All the sharp yeah. the sharps bet that shit down. They bet that down heavy. I think I think it closed at one and a half. But like, oh nice! Getting, I, I actually got it at plus three. So I guess I'm yeah, sharp. So did I. <laughs> we're, we're uh, but like <laughs> I, I had i had a lot more writing on this than just pride uh <laughs> but like it was look it it was a great win it was a great win it's great win. and especially Mid- in this city let's go <laughs> minimum agent eligible restrictions apply <laughs> see show notes and show description <laughs> for details my bad i just totally blew up your spot <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! All right, let's get into some comments. All right, we we just Tyrese's comments, so we don't have to get to those. Um, we have. Um, I think no. Like, let's get to this one. It's a very important question. <laughs> All Is right. Schwinn Is Schwinn the only one drinking Coors Original Tall Boys? I am. I am. I am. I'm the only real fucking gangster on here, bro. I'm drinking some water because I'm going I'm going to sleep for work soon. Yeah, I'm going to sleep for work soon too. I'm just, you know, I'm just built different, I guess. I guess so. I had I had dinner with my family tonight and my dad had mar- had a margarita. So I guess I kind of had a margarita. Like, you know, so I, I'm drinking which one. Is that is that how that works? Like you get one like just like by association. Being- I get it by association. You know, my dad's cool. I came from him, so I'm kind of cool. <laughs> Also um, from James Marcet, Mr. Dolan had a great game tonight. I agree. Shout out, Mr. Dolan. Shout out, James Dolan, owner of the he team. He's enjoying paying the All players right. of this team. No more James Marcet comments. Fuck him. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so how do we feel about um, Grimes tonight? So, I mean, he obviously didn't play, but you know, some a lot of fans are definitely upset. I, I tweeted out today that since RJ didn't have it going, and I know Thibs is, like, really big on, like, 
you using the height excuse like when he's like talking about matchups like oh we wanted this player because you know he matches up better due to his size all that bs that Dibs comes up with i thought hey if he's going to stick with that logic and rj just doesn't have it going today why not just try grimes tonight i mean grimes is one of your better point of attack defenders um the the, the Nuggets were obviously hunting RJ in a, a multitude of situations. I mean, you had guys like KCP and Bones Highland and Jamal Murray just actively searching out RJ Barrett. So, like, maybe just try someone like Grimes if you want to stick with that height BS excuse. But I was more than happy with having Quickly out there um, deal with that and Cam Reddish. So I'm not complaining there. But I would have liked to see you, Grimes. Are in you, some you, are you, you're, you're, you're cam fam now is that no i'm not that i'm not i'm so not cam fam no so what i'm hearing is that you're cam fam here i did not say that <laughs> i'm i'm i am pleased with how he's been playing he's put together a string of consistent games which is all i've ever asked of him to do so i can't complain <laughs> but how do we feel about i guess this decision i feel like it's pretty tough to comment because we just don't know we we just don't know like Mm -hmm. if he's getting dnps because tibbs likes a nine-man rotation he's 100 healthy it's a disaster like there's no there's no argument it's not a disaster because you just you can't justify it like i don't care that he had like a couple rough stretches when he was trying to come back from an injury you make a 10-man rotation work with staggering or you say all right man like nice game tonight derrick rose but sorry like we're going to we'll get we'll send you to a contender if you want or you can wait for somebody to get injured. But Grimes getting 100 percent healthy scratches would be inexplicable. The thing is, is we just don't know. Like they could just be suiting him up and he's 80 percent. Tibbs is like, look, you're really important to me. I really like you. And I'm just going to wait until I know you're 100 percent. So that's my best answer. Fair. Fair. Pretty fair. Schwinn. Um. I have actual no thoughts on like Grimes not playing the last two games. Like like what Jeff is saying. I don't know the medical situation. That's fine. Um, if he was healthy the last two games and Rose played over him, that would be a problem for me, regardless of the results of the games. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a really big problem. Like, I like First of all, I, I want to make this very clear. He was not untouchable in trade talks. Okay. He was untouchable in like very, very specific scenarios. Nobody knows what the scenarios were. Nobody knows what the hell any of the final offers to Utah were. There were clearly very, very many offers. I don't care. I'm over after this. you said I untouchable. Think... Most Knicks fans probably just tuned out after what you maybe, said. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Because maybe, as soon as they hear untouchable, they, they just yeah. run with it. They don't know. They don't know. Uh, but like, like, look, the entire thing, I, I never wanted them to trade for Donald Mitchell. So I, I'm fine with this. I'm fine with how it worked out. But he needs to play. He's got to play. They got to find him minutes. Um, He's really fucking good. I, 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 I honestly, like, I liked what Rose gave us tonight. Yeah, Rose played well. I, I don't mean, think he hit shots. He gave us. But and like that's that, but that's his entire value. His entire value at this point is just related to like hitting shots. He doesn't really provide as much value anymore as a decision maker offensively. I actually hate when he initiates offensive sets. I think quickly is way better at 
in a minute. Uh, I don't. And like, I don't think that Thibs has trusted him to like do that now. Has I don't know if Tim's has trusted him to do it. I kind of just feel a like little bit like, more than before. Yeah. I believe. No, see, I think it's, it's not all the way being, though. I kind of think it's just quickly being like, actually, I just think I'm better than <laughs> you. That's I'm, like I'm not joking. Like I, I really think that's what it is. Where it's like he's I just kind of like I'm better than you now, actually, and so I'm gonna do this more. Uh, because I don't think Tibbs has ever shown his career an ability to trust the young guy. Not just trust the young guy. That that's the wrong way to put it. But I don't think he's ever shown the ability to um help manage the transition of usage that occurs mm. in certain situations. Um, yeah, he's never shown that. He, that was a big problem for him at the end of his time in Chicago when Rose was clearly on the decline and Butler was very much on the, the upswing. Uh, but, like, tonight, I mean, I thought it was fine. I thought, I thought, well, quickly took like five shots, I think, tonight. Barely shot tonight. But he didn't barely shoot tonight because he didn't, like, have opportunities to. I just thought he played such a really, really good Florida game. Like, I, I just really think he did a good job of putting the team in the position um, when he had the... And he was a touch hesitant. A touch hesitant. Maybe a little bit, but, like, as mm-hmm. soon as Brunson and Randall came back in the game, I think he was just running sets. Like, yeah. I, I thought he was just running sets. And I didn't mind that because, like, one, Randall had it going tonight. And two, I trust Brunson to get it going when he needs to get it going. And three, he was still giving you everything he gives you defensively, which is a lot, which is like a lot. And it's also to the point where I think he's super underrated. Um, I mean, I thought he's underrated forever, as you have, Jeff. But like this year, especially his defense to me has taken. It's it's like. That a last parabolic. possession was special. It's a, it's, it's it's a he's an all NBA he's an all NBA defender if he gets the minutes and it's it's yeah. not close. He played no, I mean, all, he, he, even even if he gets the minutes he won't be because there'll always be these bullshit fucking things like oh he's not that big oh like there are always these fucking things for like why he's actually not good at what the numbers say he's good at right like that's that's the whole thing about his career and we know this from Knicks fans is that like actually he's not. He he's not actually helping the team win the game when he's on the floor, even though all of the metrics, every single metric, aside from like his field goal percentage, tells you that he's helping you win the game. He's actually not. So the big secret of the quickly is he's actually not good. And there's this huge numbers because conspiracy that is making you think that he's good at basketball. But the important thing to remember is that he's actually terrible at it. Uh no, he's fucking really good and you're right. Like I I agree. Like he's he's an all NBA defender so far this year. He won't get the credit for it cuz he'll never get the credit for it because he's 6-3 and he's a non-traditional defender and he does things that are not unspectacular or unglamorous. He's not a lockdown one-on-one iso defender. Although he did put Jamal, Jamal Murray, Murray in fucking in jail. jail. Put that motherfucker in jail tonight. Uh but like look, he I I I don't care, man. I wouldn't trade that kid for for anybody in that draft class, other than like what his draft class was who. Who were the top picks in that one? It was that was the Wiseman one. So it was Ant Wiseman, Lamelo, Desmond Bain, Tyrese Maxey. Those dudes. Yeah, right. Yeah, no. Look, I don't care. 
I, I, I wouldn't trade him. Maybe oh, I probably we actually had someone I, that asked if IQ can make all, all uh, one of the all defensive teams. I mean, I mean, he can. I would if love for him. Have brains, but they don't. Yeah, I mean, the, all defensive the, team. the 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 team is just it's just unbelievable. Like so. They only gave up how many points did they give up tonight? They only gave up 103, 103 points tonight. So they gave up 103 points tonight. The team's defensive rating with Emmanuel quickly on the court obviously went down, which should be impossible basically because it's so low. With Emmanuel quickly on the court, they're giving up 101.8 points per 100 possessions. Lowest on the team, not even close, not not close at all. With What's Emmanuel quickly on curious. Obi at 104.1, but he plays all terrible his defender, with by the way. But yeah, no, he's defender. a fine defender, but like he also just plays, you know, a lot of his minutes with quickly, mm-hmm. but here's where you really see it. When quickly doesn't play, the Knicks give up 119.5 points per hundred possessions an 18 point difference. And again, nice. no one is close to that high when it's off his gap. He's the lowest when he's on and the highest when he's off and neither are close. Like he's the team's most valuable defender. I'm sick of people he's, saying he's he's, I, I don't care. I'm just saying he is the best prospect on this team. He is the best young prospect that we have. He is the guy that is the closest to making a star leap. Because I'll tell you this. All he has to do to make a star leap is this. Shoot 40% from three. Yep. Yeah, that's that's it. it. Make more shots. He makes more shots. That is an all-star. That is a full-blooded all-star. I mean, you drafted if his, if his coach lets him there. I mean, we saw at the end of last year the sneak preview. Of well, no, but he only like. played Ben. He only played against bench guys the end of last year. <laughs> You're so, right. My fault. Okay. My fault. No, um, but it, look, like I look, I love RJ. I love RJ. But if we're gonna be real about RJ, like forget forget tonight's game. Forget last the last game. Let's just chalk those off to he's tired and sick. You know, Sick and whatever. If we're gonna be real, if we're gonna be harsh with our our boy, who I love, who I love. Has he really been more impactful than our than Cam Reddish this year? I don't think so. I don't think so. I I I don't think so either. But I'm not. <laughs> My name, my my Twitter handle is named after him. That's just that, and I I'm I was the first one on this post game show to just be, jump ship and be like, I'm on the cam hive, I'm in. But man, that's that's such a such a change from two weeks ago or, or from a month ago. I love him. I still believe in him. I still believe in him, and I think some of this stuff is based on like I don't think he is necessarily bought into what Tibbs is selling him right now. But like at the end of the day, like. He's. I think he's just got to be better than what he's been. And if we're just judging on what we've seen this year, just this year, which is, look, let's be fair, it's 15 games. It's been pretty unimpressive, aside from, like, stuff related to who, what he does in the drive, which I've vocally talked about. But, like, his defense has fallen off a fucking cliff. Yeah. It's uh, he was and then he's got, awful defensively. Yeah. Yeah, just I, I mean, mean they were and, hunting and like, him. Yeah, and like maybe some of that tonight was just he just was not shouldn't have been on the floor. But like, yeah, like it wasn't it was terrible, flat out terrible. And then offensively, you're talking about a guy that like he goes through these bouts every few games where it's like he can't make the right decision because he just gets frustrated. And it's like, 
can you grow up? Like, which, look, I'm 78 years old, so it's easier for me to, like, <laughs> I need to grow up. But, like, but like, I need I need a 22-year-old professional basketball player. No, for real, though. But, like, I know it's yeah, not he, that there are, easy. There are moments he does need to, you yeah, know, just, pick up your He needs to be like short, you, Sam. You know? you know, he needs to be a good role model for children. <laughs> oh man and they say knicks fans don't criticize rj where do they get these fables from um let's get to some more comments um jl he says still think 10 threes from randall through three quarters is a bit bit much from him whoa almost said something else there um he's taking more threes per game than his fake shooting year hmm, okay that's interesting tidbit <laughs> didn't know that um it does seem that he does taking more um, tonight he did have it going. I think I think that really ca- um catalyzed the team. Is that a word? Catalyzed? Yeah, he was a catalyst that for the team. Okay, it, it, it can be if you want it to be. Uh, okay, yeah, the yeah. three is threes really catalyzed. Catalyzes the, team the this- verb. Catalyzes the verb. Sure, it is okay. I'm good. Okay, thank you. I thought I was making up a word there, but thankfully I'm not. Um, but yeah, his th- I felt like his threes really catalyzed the team early. Um, especially when RJ just didn't have it going. Um, and Jason Jalen Brunson just didn't really seem like he was going to be as assertive to start the game. So he he really picked up the offense from 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 jump. And I thought it was going to be similar to the Minnesota game where he started taking bad shots and they were going to go in and then it was going to encourage him to keep going, keep doing that. But he stayed within the offense. Um, credit to him. Um, tonight's performance of his is it's it's why he's so polarizing and why he's so frustrating as a player for this team it's because like okay you give us this performance but like in three games are we going to see the same effort when you're like not as involved like i think is- we are i think i think i actually think we are i okay. think I'll, I'll put i'll say it because i think i'm i'm gonna be the only one who is on this island and I, i'm happy to stand on this island i would be very disappointed if he played a game like tonight saw all the ways that he can contribute without like playing heliocentric 2021 basketball Mm -hmm. saw it directly result to a win that he was the hero of that it wasn't anything like those 2021 games i would be super super disappointed and i'm open to being disappointed i'm open to having my heart hurt again by julius randall i'm I'm not saying i'm totally sold but i'm just saying I do think there's a buy you like a, a cover for your heart. Can I like buy you a cake <laughs> for it? Like, I just I just think that he saw for the first time what doing the little things and and making winning plays in a non-scoring way. He saw the direct result of that, and that's got to feel so good. And I just more than anything, as a Knicks fan, like you guys were talking about earlier, I do believe somewhere that trading Randall is the best for the franchise. But I I'm more than anything I'm a Knicks fan and I'm rooting for the guy and I'm I just I just really believe that he's going to he's going to use this as a jumping off point. That doesn't mean he's going to have 30 point nights every night. That doesn't mean he's not going to have defensive lapses. That doesn't mean he's not going to be a freaking no energy. He he had those tonight. But I think we're going to see more good than bad going forward. 
Um, and I just want to say, I'm sorry, I'm going on a little bit long here. I just want to say one more thing about the okay. comment before about the threes. I think him shooting three more threes is a good thing because he tends to shoot threes off the catch, not off the dribble. And if he's shooting more threes, that means he's operating within the flow of the offense. If he's shooting more mid-range shots, that means he's getting mid-range ISOs and he's operating more in the in the land of Julius per se. So I think yes, we want him at the basket more. Good way to call it the land. (laughs) We 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 want him at the basket more. We see all the time what him around the basket, how good that is. But it's hard when you don't have a lot of space. So if you want him at the basket more, playing with Obi more. But as long as we have these team limitations where there's not a lot of space, me personally, I'd rather he caught and shot 10 threes a game than had him ISO from 15 feet 10 times a game. That's me. And I think that's better for the team. I mean, yeah. I mean, um, I like the land of Julius thing. That's definitely a good way to call he that area he likes to operate in. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's that's a fair point to make of like when he is taking that many threes, it is a result of him. There are those times where he does like to initiate his own threes, and that's like really when he really has it going. Um, I don't really like those shots that much, but um, you know, if they're going in, I guess i will stomach them for the moment let, let, um, less less is way more of julius less is way more i don't care about his assist numbers at all i don't care if he has zero assists what i care about is how many self-generated shots he has because the more self-generated shots he has the worse he is that's a consistent thing like aside from the covid year aside from his all nba year where you know which is totally legitimate and we should hang our hat on that forever if you're a fucking moron, maybe you should do that. Um, but like normal people would be like, all right, that seems like a total outlier compared to the rest of your career. So let's do that. He's not a good self-generated player. He's not a shot creator. He's not somebody who's going to be the central core of a shot creator of, uh, as a shot creator of an offense. But to Jeff's point, there is a role for him. There is a world view for him where he can help an offense. Will he buy into it? Will he have a coach who puts him in a position to do those things? Is this an organization that will do it? We don't know. We don't know. Because I think there's a I think there's a pretty good argument. I'd make this argument right now. That makes you better off trading Mitchell Robinson for literally nothing and just rolling with Randall, Obi, Hart, Sims as the proverbial four or five options for the rest of the year. And for the rest of the next two, three, four years. Like, not that it would come to that. I mean, obviously, they would make moves. But, like, Mitch point, being is, point being is, Mitch being here, and Jeff talked about this before. I think Jeff talked about this. And, actually, Benji was probably the first person to talk about this. Um, before, I think, I think, I think Benji even talked about this literally, like, as soon as Mitch re-signed his, con- like, signed his contract, where he was like, it's fine, but like this literally just restricts Obi, and that's a problem. And he was right, and anybody that brought that up at the time was right. Um, like Obi is too; he's just too good right now. Like he, you way have to good. find a way to get this. You just you got to get this guy on the floor for twenty five minutes a night. You have to, you have to. You got to find out what it means in any context for him to be on the floor in 25 minutes a night. He's too good. He's too impactful. He makes too many shots. He does too many fucking things that add value 
and add wins. That's the reality. And like, and IQ, I feel, this, closing I feel the same way about IQ. And with IQ, I think it's more straightforward. And I think it's less complicated with IQ. It's just like, can you just get rid of one guard? Or even just like keep doing what you've been doing, which is slightly annoying, but he still plays a lot. So it's like, whatever. I can deal with that. Shout with the Obi- shirt Ooh. Ooh. There we go. That's sick. That is sick. Uh, but like with, with Obi, it's like, like we got to commit to that as an organization. If we don't, man. So, so Schwinn, what, what about this, in my opinion, very easy fix in your world with Hardenstein, Sims, Obi and Randall as the, as the four fours. Tibbs makes his five minute substitution. Like he does every first quarter ever with now, now it's quickly Rose and, Sims coming in for RJ uh, Brunson and Hartenstein. Let's just make that OB quickly rose for Hartenstein. And then when Randall comes out, you cross sub Randall Sims comes in for Randall. OB plays from about the five minute mark to let's say the nine minute mark of the second quarter. That's an eight minute shift with a break in between. OB sits the next six, five to six game minutes Comes in at the under four, closes the half. There's 13 minutes a half. Boom. What happens when With Mitch two, comes back? Two shifts. Oh no, I I was just saying in your world where we only have these two centers, I think that's. Oh a yeah, yeah. I I, I, think, I I'm with you. Like I. Yes. Yeah. You can sign me up. I'm there. I, I I write it in. Write it in. In fucking marker. I'm there. Like I am there in any. In any type of you know pen or any type of permanent uh, signature that I'm allowed to give, I give it. But like, we won't see it. We won't see it. And like, look, ultimately we can sit here and bitch about Tiz. Me and Sam, Sam, we've talked about this. Like, we can sit here and bitch about these guys, but like, falls the front office. That's what it is. Yep. So uh, until until they're they enabling feel, it. Yeah. Until until they feel like it necessitates a difference. I think we're just better off talking about like the fun things that happened tonight. Because it yep. went. Don't, don't you guys feel like we're can, we, can we just talk a little bit about like Cam? Can we talk a little bit about Cam? Sorry, What's say that? that. Oh, I was just gonna say, don't you guys feel like we're closer? We are. To, like we're ideal a lot. after tonight. Like, don't you? Don't we, you feel so, like tonight was a step forward? I will say this: if all you did is for the rest of the season, you just replace all of Rose's minutes with Grimes. I would sit here and tell you that I have issues with Tibbs and bitch about Tibbs and whatever, but like I probably would not have a huge problem. I not, not a problem. I wouldn't have a problem with them just keeping Tibbs until the end of the year if that was the case. Like if this rest, if they just played out the rest of the year, except what we saw tonight is that Grimes took Rose's minutes and Mitch somehow disappeared forever, I would be fine. But we know that would never happen. So. You know, um, but I do think, dude, I think Cam Reddish, he deserves his own conversation. Uh, I, think, I think he was awesome tonight. I think his defense, like, look, if we're, if we're going to shit on Tibbs, which we've shit on Tibbs, I think he deserves a lot of credit for the defensive development of a lot of the players on this team. And I think Cam is maybe one that is, you know, we talked about this last year, I think when we acquired him. Jeff, like we were like, yeah, no, he's probably somebody who's going to benefit from Tibbs's 
militaristic, like, like, like platoon, like, uh, development, but like he is. And I think you're seeing it right now. He's, he's awesome right now. Like his defensive stuff right now, like even when he's behind, he's at least behind now in a way that he can still impact the play. Whereas before he used to be behind the play where you're just like, I hate you so much, dog. (laughs) He's he's leveraging his length. Yes, he's getting into the lanes and like he's just like poking the ball when dudes are just like passing by him. I mean, there were so many instances in the first half. He is poking balls. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, in the first half, there were so many instances where like dudes were just like driving near him and like they were just like losing the ball. And like it immediately led to fast break opportunities for the Knicks, which they, you know, thrive in so heavily, which was very encouraging to see. Um, but, you know, we don't get to see he, that that often. It, he had a play against um, Utah, which I in the a block? thread I made. What? The block? No, not the block. The block was beautiful. But he had a play where he started on the right wing. And he was trailing a guy in the corner and the guy in the corner ran around, not one. It was a double, double screen on the perimeter and cam skirted both of them. He skirted Lowry and then he skirted Vanderbilt and the guy got the ball and cam trailed him. And then Randall actually slid over and helped. And he immediately turned around immediately noticed where Randall was immediately switched back onto Randall's guy who was Lowry Markman denied the ball using his right hand, using his length, didn't let the pass happen. Lowry tried going back door and he immediately Popping? turned on his foot. Was he trying to what? pop or he's trying to go to the, he was trying to pop. He was like first Lowry trying to pop. Lowry's first trying to pop and okay. Cam denies it. And then Lowry goes back door and he just turns on his heel and uses his left arm, strips the pass, strips the back door pass and we get a transition opportunity because of it. It was one of the most impressive defensive plays. Definitely the most I've seen from Cam. It just, it was so much happening. It was his length. It was his effort. It was his screen navigation. It was all these things wrapped up in one. I sound like such a nerd right now, but it was just so wonderful to watch. And he's just been so good defensively. It's just, please, please keep getting better. And I don't think you sound like a nerd at all. Cause I think like, these are the things that made him a huge net negative for a long time is like, all this shit, like didn't do any of that stuff defensively, did none of the essentials, did none of the fundamentals, did none of the small details. And he's doing that now, which is why he's fucking starting and which is why he's impacting winning. Like he's flat out impacting winning right now. Like we can just say that like the last two games, especially he's impacting winning. He's making winning plays. He is making three now. Yeah, like I mean, he, he didn't win the, the OKC game, but he was a winning. Schwinn, Schwinn, to, Schwin, to your point, what is everyone always says that, and and it's, it's especially almost, it's, I'm not going to say it's true, but it's more true with the Tibbs lineup. Everyone always says that sometimes net ratings and oh, plus Tibbs just wants is, to win. <laughs> but, but everyone always says these net ratings, these individual net ratings yeah. are impacted by the units you play with, and sometimes you can be misled by them. Cam Reddish, has now started, Cam Reddish has now started more games than he, I think more games than he hasn't started. I could be wrong about that, but he started enough and he's played with the starters enough. Here are the team individual net rating leaders right now. Number one, obviously, Emmanuel quickly, the Knicks are plus 6.1. Wait, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's do a round of applause. 
Daniel Quickly, number one, baby. <laughs> number two, Obi Toppin. Uh, no, 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 number two, <laughs> Obi Toppin plus three point nine per hundred. Number three, Derek Rose plus two point nine per hundred. Number four, Cam Reddish plus two point eight per hundred. The only starter who's a positive. The only one. Yep. Brunson's yep. a small negative. RJ's a little bit of a smaller negative. Mitch and Randall are slightly bigger <laughs> negatives and Fournier is ridiculous but the fact that Cam has like rose above that and he is now a part of these winning lineups that are winning you know when he's not, when, when we do diversify and we do I love I love everything I'm seeing from Cam dude I like like his mentality so I think the way he's responding to stuff I think he like he's he's embrace like he's embracing his role and, mm-hmm. and like, it's not an easy role to embrace because you look at the fucking usage of some of these guys that are like that in that exact role that he's in, right? So we've seen games where Grimes starts in that position or Fournier starts in that position. You don't touch the fucking ball a lot. You don't. So you got to stay engaged. He's staying engaged. He's And you got to make the most make, of when you get yeah, the ball. He's, too. Yeah, he's finding when he can make an impact. And then when he gets on the floor and he gets a chance, this dude is making shit happen, especially the last couple of games. He deserves a ton of credit. Um, My favorite thing of his. Especially from the haters ball over here, Sam. Yeah, I was just about to, I, I was literally just about to say what my favorite thing of his that he's been doing lately, which is something that yeah, I but I had to call you out. I, I could sense it. I, I could sense it. <laughs> oh my so gosh. I could call you out before you did it. but yeah my favorite thing of his that i've criticized of him in the past is like him embracing the contact when he goes to the rim like he is finally embracing the contact and he is able to finish because he's like six eight and he's long as hell um and you know he's able to just finish over the top of guys and before he was like trying to like euro and do all like all these wiggles in the air and stuff and like he was like losing the ball. It's like, dude, you're you're like six eight. Like act like it. Like he, he's fine he still has a little of those. He still has a little he, bit of these weird. He still does where he like tries to like do something, and I'm like, like up and unders up in the, the rim. Ball? Like, well, how did you just lose the ball there? But I'll say this. I'll say this. I wish that RJ would just do some of the stuff he did sometimes. Yes. Like the straight line drives in transition. I'm like. You're built like you look like, like I don't know how to explain this, that, which in a way that makes any sense. But if anybody has ever seen the movie Alien, you know, like that the fucking little alien comes out of the guy's stomach, right? And it just looks, it's like a fucking little ball of muscle, right? It's like RJ is that thing, but he is built like 250 pounds. Imagine if that thing. Drove into somebody and was like, you know what? Actually, instead of trying to draw contact, I'm going to avoid it entirely and try to make a finesse layup. Like, that's what RJ does constantly. And what, so you're, what, and what you're talking about right now with, with Cam is, is he physically overpowering guys? No. No. But what he's, he's doing is utilizing he's, his, he's the, leveraging his, yeah, his, his, he, his, 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 his tools that everyone loves. Yeah. And he and he's also just like, okay, I have a straight line drive. I'm going to the rim. You can meet me there, but I'm going to meet you there. I'm gonna meet you there, no matter what. Like, I want to see RJ do that instead of this fucking bullshit where oh Kelly Olynyk will be in his path and he's like, 
I'm gonna try and euro around him and go like, <laughs> you don't need to. Or he, euro like, around pin, or he tries to pinball off dudes and like, yeah, like does the little fadeaway stuff. It's like, I, no, I dude, hate, you I, are built strong as hell. Yeah, like, Utilize way, it. like you're you're trying to get contact by acting like a bitch, basically. And it's like actually the way to get foul calls is to just run into these guys flat out. Like that's actually the way to basically. do it. Uh, but like, look. Like RJ's got to deal with his own bullshit, but forget him right now. Cam has been really, really good. And look, let's see what he well, let's see what he ends up as at the end of the year. But like, and if you're the Knicks you know. front office, if you're one of the if you're one of the guys that was like, let's pull the trigger on this deal, let's do this for this this value, this is fucking worth it. You got to be you got to be feeling pretty good because you don't get six eight wings with a 7-1 wingspan that can do the things this motherfucker does for Kevin Knox. at that pick. Like, the Knicks essentially traded the 19th pick in a draft to get Cam Reddish. And Look Kevin at the guys Knox. that were drafted after that dra- at that point in that draft. Like, oh, they didn't get Herb Jones. They didn't get Io DeSimo. Let me say about Herb Jones. Herb Jones can Is eat Herb? a fucking fat shit. Like, literally the most overrated player in the league, can't fucking shoot a three, <laughs> sucks ass, and is one of the most overrated defenders also in the league. I literally hope that he just eats a wet fart for the rest of his life. <laughs> Fuck him. Uh, and then there's Ayodu Sunmu, who actually is just not good at the sport of basketball and has, like, a usage of fucking, like, point. Six nine. Well, he's trying to take over for Lonzo, so you know he sucks. Gotta, I hate they him. Let him soak up that shit. Anybody that loves him is a fucking <laughs> loser. Anybody that likes Herb Jones is a fucking loser. And all of you guys should never listen to me talk about these guys ever again on a podcast. And maybe you should never listen to me on a podcast again because I hate their guts and they're fucking scumbags and they suck at fucking basketball and they can both fucking fuck off. And I think on that note. Jeff, can you I, want to add Sam, something? Sam, can I, yes, I can't. I can't follow that. But <laughs> I just want. I, I I just want to say one more thing about Cam Reddish before we switch the subject. I have a I have a I have a quick question for you guys. Yes. So Cam has taken 111 field goal attempts after this game. I want each of you to set a line. How many of them do you think have come between five feet and the free throw line? Eight. I would. Or, excuse, no, not the free throw line. Five feet and the three point line. Eight. Um, I would say, like, I want to say six or seven. It's a little bit higher, but he's taken fifteen from that distance. I win. I win. Fuck you, Sam. You do. You do win. But <laughs> he. Th- this just goes to Schwinn's point about the role he's embraced. He's not. He. He. It was actually jarring tonight when he attempted that that late shot clock ridiculous 15-footer that didn't come close to going in because me and Sam talked about those all the time last year. We were just like, God, this is like why like he's never going to put it together because he thinks he's Paul George and he wants to shoot these shots. He doesn't shoot those anymore. They don't happen. Like he shoots threes or he goes to the basket. And yeah, can he get better at shooting threes and making layups? Yes, he can. But that's much easier than the first step of coaching bad shots out of him. Like mm-hmm. we never thought we'd get to this point of, Oh, he's, he actually has an elite shot chart. Like we, like we all love quickly. 
Cam's got a much better shot chart than quickly. That's that's not even close. Cam's Cam shot chart is way better. Um, now Cam can't pass like quickly can, which is fine. Like we're, we don't need to compare the two players. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. Cam oh, is a, like he's a really useful offensive player right now, even though shots aren't falling, just simply because of the shots he's taking, and more importantly, the shots he's not taking. Um, it's why I kind of am very sure it's sustainable. Like, so I think I don't I don't think there's this, I don't know like I, I so I, I actually flat out asked this once to um to part now because part now has access to like soccer data too so in soccer there's like these things that are called heat maps and on heat maps you can see like where different guys touch the ball and like where their most active areas in the pitch are right like where do they get the ball where you can like where do they move from essentially kind of with the ball. Um, I don't know what the hell Cam's heat map is. I don't know what the fuck IQ's heat map is. I would imagine they're pretty synergistic. Like, I, I imagine that they don't overlap each other. I imagine that RJ and Randall overlap each other a lot. I imagine RJ overlaps areas that Cam likes to be in a lot and that Randall overlaps areas that he likes to be in a lot except when randall's at the five which i think is a totally different thing um i just think like these are things that are worth considering when we're talking with these players of like how do they fit overall and i know you weren't saying that by the way just like you know it's an interesting conversation to have of like where like how do you get guys going into their comfort zones and how do you get guys rolling um and i don't know if the knicks have done a great job of like getting cam rolling but i do think the knicks have done a good job of like getting cam to understand what he is and isn't good at and getting him to like actively pass out of bad situations even if he's not creating an advantage just passing out of bad situations you said it on the post game last night, Schwinn. You said you noticed, and it was so funny because it was in my notes. You said that you noticed two or three times when, like, the old Cam code almost came in, and he almost was like, "Oh, it's Cam time!" And then he, like, last second realized, like, "Oh shit, I can't do this anymore," and passed it and reset the possession. I noticed the exact same thing. He literally was so close to pulling from like fifteen feet at least two well, times. He wanted to so bad. Everything yeah, in his he heart so was bad. like, it's cam time, baby. Like, I'm Paul George. Like, it was, yeah, he was, he was there. But he, and but he didn't, though. And that, that's yeah. what you're saying. Like, that's that's credit to Tibbs, credit to the coaching staff. That's that Cam Reddish. Yeah, you, and, 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 like, you know, you, we can shit on Tibbs all we want, but, like, you have to give him credit there, then, obviously. Like, if we're going to assign him all the blame for this stuff, you got to give him credit. Um, but, like, end of the day, uh, this guy... I just I look I don't care what anybody says. I just think it's criminal what they've done to quickly. Like I think it's like insane that he's not playing thirty minutes a night every single night. And I think it's insane that like his rotations are as stupid as they are. And I think it's insane that Obi doesn't play twenty five minutes a night. I think it's insane that like especially with Mitch out that we feel some obligation to play a fucking traditional center every fucking minute of the, of the night. Like I'm happy that Tibbs. Tibbs went away. He did the thing that we were like, oh my God, he's going to do it. He did it. He did the thing. 
will he learn from it? That's the thing that we never get the positive response on. Will he learn from it? Probably not. It, it, it is it is it is funny because you could make the argument that the two biggest wins of the season this season will both have come with Tibbs finishing with Randall and Obi. And after the Philly game, he was just like, "Well, I've got longer rope. I guess I'll just go back to what I know works." Right? <laughs> is, is he just right. gonna is he just gonna do that again? I guess we'll see. Um. Um. Before we end off, I'm not sure if we talked about Sims enough. Um. Love him. Yeah, I mean, love him. Love him. Love him. Love him. Get trade Mitch. I'm out. I'm so done, Mitch. If we want to maximize three steals, OB- two blocks tonight. I mean, the energy that he brings, the vertical threat that he brings as a lob threat for Emmanuel quickly um, in those situations and just in general. Um, I mean, he at first he looked a little rough when he first started playing, but I think as he's getting he's gotten more time to warm up on the court and get more reps and get into rhythm, he's really found himself and he looks better than he did last year, which is impressive and definitely encouraging for, you know, the future of him on this team. I, I, I have a I, I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked to me in a thread about Sims. So they, they said, what do you think his median outcome was? Or excuse me, they, they asked, do you think he is a rotation player? And I said, I think we can pretty comfortably say his floor right now is like a 10 to 15 minute rotation player. But then that got me thinking, what are pat what are legitimate paths to improvement for him? Or do you think he's just like a low ceiling? He's gonna like this is what he is and like this is good enough, but there's not like legit path. Like he's never gonna like stretch the floor or like initiate offense or like so what are legitimate paths to like being better than this version of him? Just just sort of rounding out the edges? Yeah, I think we I think what we saw in summer league is like what we think is a more finished product of Jericho Sims. Um, at least when he was like playing really well in summer league um this year. I think that's what we see um as a more completed um version of Sims. Um, you know, just smarter in his decisions, um, being more aggressive in at the basket. I thought like that's something that he did really well at summer league. Um, we still see the times where he's under the basket in in the NBA and he will pass it out. So, you know, just I think stuff like that, just cleaning up stuff like that. Yeah, uh, that, that's that's a good answer, I think. Schwen? I'm pretty high on Sims. Uh, oh, fuck it, who cares? I think I think he's gonna end up being better than Mitchell Robinson. Um, that's, that's so that's so strong. I think that's, he's I a mean, more I versatile. I think he's a more versatile defensive player. I think he provides you more versatilities in ways that matter in the modern NBA. I think that he has the ability to grab offensive rebounds and do more than more with it than try to rush up and finish it because you have small hands, inadequate hands that can't handle being in traffic. Uh, I think he can set real screens, which matters to running an. He's the best screen setter on the team. He can he can actually set screens, which matters to an NBA offense. I'm over Mitch Robinson. I would trade him a second. Um, I think people that wanted to do that before the offseason were probably right. I also understand why you don't want to lose the asset for nothing. Part of the 
you know, equation of losing the asset for nothing is that you end up trading the asset for something. So we will see if this front office can trade this asset for something. Uh, and we will also see what happens when Mitchell Robbins comes back. Because when Mitchell, Rob- Mitchell Robbins comes back, I think the Knicks had a losing record with him now. Is that is that correct? Yeah. Um, I I don't remember specifically when was when was the game that he got hurt. Well, so he was definitely in the Bucks game mm-hmm. when we when we lost Milwaukee. Um, all right, now I have to say. Yeah, because I'm just thinking about like when that actually. Either was. way, the, like I I know the net rating stuff. Of, he's not had like a great like. Okay, the Knicks just fucking fall apart when he doesn't play record. He's played eight uh, games. Yeah. And and I just, look, do I think he's a bad player or he's a useless player? No, I don't. I think he's a very useful player. I think there are things that he does that help add wins to your record. But, like, if we're going to be real, if we're going to be fucking real about this team, if they can't trade Randall, and I think this is, like, a reasonable thing that we need to accept. If they can't trade Randall because trading Randall would just require them to, like, dump too much cap, like, draft capital, if that's the world we got to live in, then you got to get rid of Mitch. I think that's like a just a fact. Like you, you got to, because they don't work together, and not only do they not work together, but they exacerbate the issues that you have with RJ and Randall, which already exist no matter who the fuck you play in center. So it is what it is. But I, I think Mitch is short. Spacing matters a lot if you keep a lot of these pieces yeah, here and you know what else matters a lot is just actually like setting contact on screens <laughs> so the thing is mitch, too is mitch, that if mitch, ever, if mitch ever wanted to do that i would change my tune i tell you that but he doesn't <laughs> want to he doesn't want to he's never shown any ability or desire to so i've noticed i have no reason to project that on onto him and he can go fuck himself oh my gosh <laughs> the thing is too is that junk swing everyone Obi, Obi, and Randall playing together matters, but we're starting to reach the point where RJ at the four matters too. I think we're learning very quickly that he's not a shooting guard. He's an, and and like he is a small forward, but he's a small forward who needs to lean towards a point power forward if he's gonna take a step or two as an initiator. He he's just we're, we're he's also never, learning to like. We're also learning that like Obi and Randall at the four or five is a weapon. Right. Yeah, for sure. No, I agree. But I think RJ at the four with like Sims at the five could or could be a weapon too. But like what we're talking about is like optionality here. Like we don't have optionality with Mitch. Like there's no oh, optionality. I, like like I, no no, I, I'm, I'm, agree I'm agreeing that's, with that's you. What I was, that's what I, that's what I was yeah. saying. Yeah. I, I was saying yeah. that in support of your point that getting rid of Mitch not only opens up minutes for Randall and Obi, but it allows you to then take the next step of diversifying RJ and Cam's minutes, letting them play yeah, some stretch yeah. four. Um, because to your point of what you just said, Tibbs is rigid, but I'm not. I can't believe I'm going to say this because I don't mean <laughs> it. As a, I, I don't mean it as a defensive Tibbs, but the people he plays the most, and he kind of has to are also the team's most rigid players. Like if he had nothing but these diverse players that can play across multiple positions. We've seen it. No, you're right. We've seen it. We've literally seen it. Like when injuries have forced his hand, 
and he doesn't have a Randall. He doesn't have a Mitch, and he has to play. Like he's shown his ability. Like yes, like and this is what we don't know. Like this is why it's so confusing. It's like we've seen Tibbs be very creative, but his creativity only comes out when he's given a short staff, right? Like when he's got less to do, work with. Yeah. And similarly, yeah. we only yeah. see the diverse lineups when he doesn't have the Mitchell Robinson at the five who can only play the five type of shit. Yeah. All right. I think this is a very great place to end off. Much positives. Um, I know our friend Severinks will probably have much more positive things to leave in the comment section this time as opposed to the last post game. Um, you can actually now check out these on live replays. We have live replays um, of the post game show um, giving the next morning. So if you want to check that out, usually around 1030 in the morning or so I schedule them for um, or you can just stick stick around for the um audio version that's always cool too um subscribe we are on our way to 1k sub so definitely help us out there leave a like it definitely helps with the youtube algorithms and whatnot um and you know helps get us out there to more you know knicks fans that may not be aware of us um check out the links in the description for everything stricken related we have links to the site the twitter to follow us there um the merch so you can get cool stuff like what jeff is wearing and the patreon another great way to um, support us and you get access to the discord where the conversation never ends with a whole bunch of knicks fans um so we will be back after the game on friday versus the warriors hopefully that is another win warriors have been struggling lately so maybe we could take advantage of that um, we will be back then. That is on Friday. Peace out.